0: Hello, this is Dakota Gray with the Your Money Hour podcast. Today I'm here with my friend Joshua Grady of the Agent Talk Podcast. We're doing a collaboration because it's about sharing and caring. So today we're going to talk about different topics. Welcome, Joshua.
1: What's good, Dakota? Uh, glad to be here. Y'all already heard it, the Your Money Hour podcast. If you're not subscribing, go ahead and hit the subscription you know, throw a like, a review. Dakota, uh, you know, I've been tapping in a little bit. appreciate your wisdom, man. You've been someone that's, you know, guided me, uh, giving me a lot of confidence and just comfort in making the right financial decisions. So just glad to be here. You know, off the top, I did tell him just FYI that I was gonna start us off with a question it's for him to get the conversation going and that I really wanna know, Dakota, why is it that we are so bad with money? like why what is it about money for people that this is such a this is a a tool that we have such a hard time you know staying on top of i guess
0: well according to career better 78 percent of americans are struggling financially living paycheck to paycheck and honestly i think it's because some people may not want to change they may know what to do but they may not want to change what they're doing for example so someone uses debt for example right and using credit cards, and they're having a lot of student loan debt. And someone may say, all right, you can buy a house and flip it and make money doing it. They all they know is debt. When you talk about somebody who knows about cash, and well, think about this, could you pay for half of cash? Yeah, you can do it, but the person has to have a desire to do it. They may have the knowledge to do it, but if they don't want to change and do something different, then they won't change. And I give an example, talk to a couple, they're older than me, So they're more seasoned than I am. So over time they should have saved money, right? But they didn't. I talked to them in the past and one person told me specifically that they did not want to save money. Fast forward, many years later, and they want to buy a house, but they don't have the money saved to buy a house. It's that want and that desire. They may know what to do. I've coached them. I've trained them on how to do a budget, met with them before. And now it's like, all right, it's go time, time to get a house. But no, it's not go time because you don't have the money to buy a house. You aren't prepared for that. So people may know what to do. They may have education, go to school for finance or whatever it may be, or even go through a class. I know people who've gone through Dave Ramsey's class, Financial Peace University, and they still haven't changed what they were doing because they don't want to change.
1: They want to use
0: credit cards.
1: I was gonna say, I'll jump in on that one, Dakota, because yes. that was me. Uh, we we actually were gifted the Dave Ramsey book um by Lydia's sister, her older sister and her husband. And we read through it, you know, he said first thing, you know, get out of debt. You know, he say, get out of debt. You want to start your emergency fund, the rainy day fund, or Nest A, whatever you want to call it. And we did, you know, the we do the workbook and you feel good about yourself, you know, you pat yourself on the back, but then it comes time to actually follow through. And like you said, start saving, save that three months up of living expenses or pay that, I guess that's even with debt. It's not only just the getting out of it, it's the turning it away. The even just going to the gas station saying like, if you have that credit card with you, you gonna use that credit card. It's just, it's crazy. It's like it has a pool that's like, I gotta use it. But so I guess, so yeah, you know, I'm a guest here. So at Dakota, I guess, how can I be able to provide value for your listeners? Like, is there anything you want me to touch on regarding our journey or like, is there anything, I guess, how can I, like I said, provide value to your listeners?
0: So I want to talk about your experience. Off air, you and I are friends. We actually are part of a men's group on Sunday or Saturday mornings. Talk about basically Christ, you know. We read a word, you know, the word of God, so it follows Jesus. So, beyond that though, we're friends. You know, we, we went to church together and everything. And we've been growing a relationship for, since what six months so now well, or i was gonna like say
1: that? well i've definitely pre-covid now because i was in march so that's at least seven months right so, so i would say you know we gave getting i'll say about a, a year and a half would be a, a good yeah timetable all right so you mentioned
0: you had a i guess an addition to gambling talk right. about that talk about how you got addicted to gambling mm. and just for, for, for the for the audience he is an enough enough agent so he has the opportunity to meet with people, players who are high caliber, and just talk about how you got involved with that and how had it affected your life? I mean, gambling and-
1: Good question. Yeah, so I'll just, I'll, I guess I'll just go back, paint the picture a little bit. Just starting in college, so I went to Vandy, went to Vanderbilt here in Nashville, got a degree in econ. So I had always kinda, really with my dad, so kinda like your story, my dad grew up uh, down in Florida, we're in the Titusville, Miami area, so two different cities. They really grew up in. Ten brothers and sisters. My mom had five brothers and sisters. You know, no, uh, no really, no income. You know, from a notable level, I guess coming into either home, and just both of my parents really made something from themselves. And so, seeing my dad, he had started his own company. I want to say this was in 2006. And seeing him just, I never needed anything, never had to ask for anything. He just always made sure, like, whatever was we needed, it was there. You know, we never missed a meal, nothing. And he just kind of showed me certain things about money. Like, for me, it was like, oh, money, like, we just had money. He just always, he, I remember one time we were in the garage, and there was a nickel on the floor, and I walked past it. He said, you're not going to pick that up? I said, am I supposed to pick it up? And yeah, I'm little. He's like, yeah. He's like, when I was your age, if there was anything laying on the ground, I was picking it up and I was keeping it because that's money and it has value. And it just taught me a lesson early on is that you know, money has value, that there's ways to accumulate it. But again, going to Vandy, got a degree in econ and outside of what I learned from my dad, the only thing I learned with that whole economics degree was supply and demand. And that was it. <laughs> supply go up and demand go down, it does this to the price, surplus and things of that nature. But outside of that, I did this whole degree in economics and it didn't teach me nothing, okay? So let me just be aware of that. That's why you see some of these people with all these degrees, then they got them, them debt degrees too, okay? So, cause it's just not taught to us. I uh, Went to Florida, got my masters and long story short with the finances is, it's kind of around this time, I started learning a bit about Tony Robbins Listen to The Stranger Seeker, Earl Nightingale, and just try to really learn more about the investment side of things. And but while I was doing that, I was also, well, trying to make money gambling. You know, I was an agent at this time, like you mentioned, but didn't have a client yet. So I'm like, well, I want to do something. I had saved up a good amount of money, which you talk about a savings. I saved up, I want to say like sixteen, seventeen grand, sitting at staying at home with my parents. And basically got into sports. Uh, gambling a little bit I've been to the Hard Rock I'm from Tampa So we got the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino there we we'll go there we we'll win Like good Like I will be You know good Good That's so what you Whatever you say Because it's like Anybody that's gambled We're so quick to To talk about our wins Never our losses That's one thing I realized. If anybody ever says Anything about their Gambling wins Trust me They got a lot more losses Because that was me But again Just to paint the picture So we'll fast forward I get into Bitcoin Don't know what month this is But I get into Bitcoin, I want to say it was September 2016, I'll have to check the year. But I get into Bitcoin, uh, it's around $3,000 or so. Someone is actually funny, or now it's funny. I was on this sports gambling page on Facebook, and I befriended this guy who had mentioned, hey, such and such, we had just built this friendship through Facebook. He had mentioned Bitcoin to me, I'd never heard of it. He's saying how it was about to blow up and whatnot. And I did a little research. I had this 17 grand saved up at the time. I put it in the cryptocurrency, which is the field that Bitcoin's under. And just over you know, the next few months, really it's from the September of what, I think it was 2016, could be 17, but whatever that year it was, I think it might've even been 2017. But from September to December of that year, my account went from 17 grand to 99 grand, $99,000. But it's, vir- you know, it's virtual, so you don't feel it. Right? And I all, I said, well, once it gets to 100,000, I'm a hundred thousand, I'ma sell. I'ma get out. I'ma, you know, I'm taking my take my wins. And it never got there. So I'm looking at it and it taught me so many lessons in that moment, looking back about greed, about never how money can never satisfy us. I'm like, 99 grand? Lord, I wish I had that money right now. Like, please, where is it at? And I got greedy and it just over time I started gambling with it would make bets, $1,000 here, $2,000 here, whatever it might be. The biggest bet I ever made, uh, this was on the World Cup, and I and this was probably the rock bottom for me kind of in this time, at least with my finances, is I made this bet, ended up winning, I used money that was for the company. I used money that was for the company, it was very irresponsible. Um, if that specific bet would have lost, like, Will be hurt. Like will, I don't know where GSA would be right now. So looking back is one of one of if not the most foolish things I ever have done in my life. Um, but Pastor John actually had his sermon the next that day. I remember I made the bet. It's so bad I made the bet in the parking lot of the church. It was a Sunday morning. Sunday morning, and I went inside and got straight convicted. Straight up convicted. Of course, cause he read some verse and it was basically talking about you gonna have, you'll be trying to stock up, but you'll have pockets full of holes. And I was like, wow, that's me. Pockets full of holes. Like, and it's just, you get to the point where it's like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? So it's, it's definitely a path that I would encourage no, you know, never would encourage anyone to go on. And it's just one of those things is with money, man, is, you know, you just, those that are diligent, with their finances and are intentional doing good works with their money slowly but surely you know God does reward in that aspect and I've learned that it's taken me a long time to learn that but you know that's what brings us to here to where we're able to have these discussions so I guess that's the overall you know the tangent answer but you know a lot of lessons learned on the way man so
0: at what point did you say this has to stop What was your why of stopping?
1: Mm, My why of stopping was my now wife, for sure. Uh, I think it's just one of those things where we have to have a reason greater than ourselves. If we want to change something just for ourselves, and some people can do it, but most can't. Most people, we need that exterior motive that I'm doing it for that reason or that person whatever it might be. Excuse me. For me, with Lydia, knowing one, I was gonna have to save up for a ring at some point soon. Want to start a family? You want to buy a house, and you start. Your mind just starts kind of changing. You change your way of thinking. But I think also just realizing like the definition of of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that was me with the gamble. Is I would win. You know, five hundred dollars here, and then you get caught up in yourself, and you get overconfident, and you bet a thousand dollars here, and now you're down five hundred, and then you win, you win two hundred, and then you lose five hundred, and now you're down a thousand, and it just, it's just that snowball, and you just have to be able to have something. I can't remember necessarily a pinpoint moment, but just the revelation, like, I have to stop doing this, like, gotta stop doing this. Just, it's, it's that pain, what it is. Pain will cause anyone to change and for that financial pain or because someone to change and i think just over time you realize if i keep doing this i'm on a path of destruction
0: well i'm glad that you saw that light and realized that you were doing something that was insanity right but not everyone sees that light there are people who again i met people older than me and they're still doing something that's insanity so at one point People have to realize that this is not working and do something different, but they have to have that desire to. If not, then it won't change. Now, at what point did you talk to your, did you talk to Lydia about the, the problem too, or how did she engage you, engage her? Oh,
1: So that's a that's a good question. One thing about that money is you might think, and when you're making bad, this not as, and it's not just gambling, it's when you are swiping a credit card too much, when you're being lazy at your job when you're doing whatever it is that is counterproductive when it comes to income i think some of us can think that we are the only ones affected by it but it also affects those around us and i realized that when i would gamble or even with investments like and that's the thing too is it's so much more than just sports betting like i would be done with sports betting but my gambling would be my stocks stock investments and the way that I would approach, you know, my investment strategies. Let me just, owe this little penny stock here. Let me, it's 20 cents. It was at a dollar 10 years ago. Let me invest my, my two hard earned $2,000 and it go nowhere. And it's like, what are you doing? It's the same thing. And so I want to make sure that's something that I emphasize is you can gamble outside of, you know, playing the lottery or going to the casino. You can do that, you know, plans in the stock market. But what it did for me is anytime I would lose or even just I would start thinking, treating money as an idol is now I'm treating Lydia different, you know, talking to her different. Uh, I'm irritable because I just lost $100 and I, I can't be focused at dinner because I'm my mind in the back of my head. I just want to did, did my team win or lose? And it's those little things, you know, that, that I think really wake us up. It's not. The, the loss of the money now that hurts but it's seeing the ramifications of why my decisions are you know rendering negative effects on our relationship so but she's she was always against it um, we have gone to the casino a few times she's actually very it's crazy because she would play like five dollars every time boom I'm going, oh, $20 here, $50 here, trying to go 100 trying to be the macho. <laughs> and she, I leave, my pocket's empty. And she's over here with her 80 bucks. She had 80 bucks over these five hours we are at the casino. But she's like, patient. And she left with more than she had. Me, trying to rush, get nowhere. And so, but she, yeah, she's helped me a lot along the way.
0: Have you been engaged in... So the lottery as well, or is that something that you haven't? I
1: guess down Oh, the to? lottery! Listen, anybody listening to this? The lottery is a waste of your time, waste of your money, waste of your effort. Okay, I don't play the lottery just because I know I don't got this. My one dollar here, I don't have enough money for that. You know, I don't have money to be wasting. No, I don't play the lottery. I don't. All the gambling now, no, I ain't doing it. Low risk. I need low risk. That's too. <laughs> yeah, no sir.
0: Well, I mean, I know people, I see people, they'll get lottery tickets and I talked to a lady, but I said to work with a lady, like, she's been gambling for like 30 years, not gambling, but doing a lot of 30 years. I'm like, imagine how much money you could have invested, if mm-hmm. you invest that money, in like, not in a lottery, but in your 401k account or your ESA for somebody who's like going to college. To yes. college, you put that money in that <clears> account, <throat> they grow.
1: That's so true. And that's even, I think Tony Robbins talks about the lottery, but I know specifically he also talks about Starbucks and coffee, and I'm guilty of this, but he was basically saying, I forget the exact formula, but we can just extract it. The average cup of coffee, let's say it's now $5, okay? Well, someone that goes there, you go there five days a week, that's $25 a week that you're spending on at Starbucks. Over the course of a year, that's like $2,500 that you have spent at Starbucks. That you could have, like you said, invested into the future, invested into your home, invested in whatever it is. But you using that Starbucks instead of just going to get the the kind they make and making it your own. But it be it's little things like that, you know. And it's just that compound interest, man. Like that five dollars that was right here that I you I used at the gas station for this lottery ticket. That could have been five dollars or you know, for Roman. So it's little, just that mindset switch.
0: So Roman's your son, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So Roman, Roman's a little man. If y'all hear anything in the background, that's him fussing because um, he don't want to be in his crib, don't want to sleep. But yeah, that is my son.
0: All right, awesome, awesome. So talk about being a new dad and new husband. You celebrate your one year anniversary this year. Yes, sir. Was it how how long ago
1: was that? Oh well, yeah. So we got married July eighth, um, two thousand nineteen. So we've been married now for a year, basically a year and a half. Um, It's it's been a journey, I would say. Uh, I love marriage, I love being married. Um, I love my wife, love our son, love everything that we have here. So just, you know, super thankful.
0: So what has been a challenge for you being a new dad or a new husband and then Right away, not right away, but I guess within a year. Right. I right. up like, yeah. like for me, my wife and I dated for roughly 2001 to 08, so seven years. We went to college together, so we had time to get mm. to know each other. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, y'all jumped in and kid. So has it affected y'all marriage in terms the closeness? Like, how has it impacted you all?
1: Good question. So me and Lynn met in 2013, so we were best friends for a, for a while. Uh, when we got married like you said for a lot of people that look at like they like we had Roman was literally born nine months to the day of our marriage okay so but what I think how it might have worked in our favor is I think for a good amount of people is they can be married say like for three years five years whatever it could be and then they have a child and for some people they can take on the identity of this child is now Hindering our marriage, or this child's intruding on our marriage. For us, our entire marriage has either been with Roman or we were getting prepared for Roman. And I think it's you know, it's one of those things where we don't know, we we haven't known a marriage that didn't include him. You know, we we had our honeymoon that was a week, we went to Hawaii for a week, and then we got back maybe a week later, a week and a half later. Leigh just somehow she was like, I think I'm pregnant. She got the pregnancy test and we're like, okay, we need to get ready for this baby. So we really had like two and a half weeks of just us. And I think it's honestly helped because again, it's just, we don't know anything different. So it's helped though. I would say we talk about the financial tips. Um It ain't cheap. And I'm not talking about the baby need. I cannot believe they, they gonna charge you $700 to give Roman his circumcision and we have insurance i'm like what are we doing in these bills that's one thing that we need to talk about one day is all the different areas that there are unexpected bills that's that should be a topic but i love our family love just all everything about them
0: awesome so when we had our daughter my wife Shmika and i and naomi we, we paid cash for our all the things and then after that we still gotta pay bills i'm like I thought we already paid for that. Like, why am I paying for the doctor, mm-hmm. the anesthesiologist, the actual hospital? I'm like, you got three different entities. I'm like, come on, that's not right, but. Uh,
1: everybody, everybody, want, they, they charge, I think they, they charge us like $200 for a little 30 second hearing test. And I was just like, dang, but that's, that's the topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> tough, that's though. tough out here.
0: So one more question for you. Have you seen any of your guys in NFL, or either other guys who have been addicted to, say, gambling, or even the lottery, for example?
1: I would say none of our guys, Now, one, there are plenty of players, not just NFL, NBA, you can just Google stories, and you will find plenty of guys that have had issues, not just gambling, but bad investments, things of that nature. Um, so don't want to dive into too far into that, however, I will say, like, I have had to have talks with our guys in regards to, like you said, the casino. You know, hey, you're coming in a good amount of money. We've had guys, like some of our guys, that have made mistakes at a casino, let's say. And where you're having to have these dialogues to, like, you cannot continue to do this. Because for a young man that before when they were gambling $100 when you really didn't have any money, now you got big bread, that $100 really quick can become ten grand, And that's the real thing. It's like you cannot be... It's just, it's too dangerous. I would say on the flip side, I just, this kind of going on a tangent, but it just came to mind when you asked that about my guys. Shout out Sterling. Sterling Hoffritner, uh punter for the Falcons. Sterling is a young man that's very just unique in regards to his understanding of income. He had texted me, uh, this was yesterday. He had basically developed a plan. Right now he's in season, so he's able to get, he's getting paid right now. Every week, or I think as Yeh said, every week he's putting X amount of dollars into this specific index fund that's just mirroring the market. And he was just saying, just shoot me a little text. It's been, you know, six weeks and his account is up five and a half percent. And it's like, that's it. Like five and a half, is not 50%. It's not 150%, but he's up 5%. His money that he's put in is now more than the value that he started with. And it's like being able to have those conversations, like that's the win. Like you understand you get it you are only like i have no doubts this man is on his way to wealth and so it's seeing stuff like that makes it like that's why i wanted to be an agent to be able to have these dialogues with our guys so thankfully we haven't had to have too much of the negative you know conversation so
0: oh well i'm glad that your guy for the Atlanta Falcons
1: Sterling. Check him out, Sterling and He's Sterling Hoffrick on Instagram. Atlanta founder, starting punter number four. So
0: awesome, it. awesome. So I want to continue the conversation in another series, but I'm going to be a guest on your show. We can talk about this more because I want to talk about, like you mentioned, about other people who are affected by this. This, I guess, is a disease of gambling. Mm. How it's affecting people making millions of dollars in the NBA, for example, and they're going broke. I'm like, how? So I wanna dive into that next time. So check out my guy, Joshua Grady's podcast. Go ahead, Joshua, I'll let you close
1: out. Oh yeah, I'll set the plug. So again, Dakota, I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, Joshua Grady, my Instagram, follow me. You can connect there at agentgrady underscore. Uh, The IG for the podcast at Agent Talk. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all the things. Check us out. We have an episode with Dakota on there. Uh, so feel free to peep that as well. And we're on YouTube, so, you know, all, all the platforms. But really just want to say thank you, to Dakota, for having me on here. Uh, I'm grateful to be here. Just... Want to like you said, continue the dialogue. Finances are something that a lot of people don't want to discuss for whatever reason, but it needs to be discussed. And the right tools and education need to be provided for individuals to really have that freedom because, you know, it's a lot of people out here and someone, I guess the last thing I'll leave is Zig Ziglar. He did this little interview. We got time? Do we have a few minutes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Zig Ziglar was talking. He basically, he had his boss. This guy was saying how his boss was his role model. And then Zig kind of asked them like these questions regarding happiness and all these things. But one thing that he said was he talked about security. And he said, he asked this guy, he said, does your boss have security? And he said, well, he makes a lot of money, so I think he's secure. And then Zig brought uh, these other examples and was talking about how he had one friend made $4 billion dollars. And in such and such year, he's bankrupt. And then this other individual made such and such money, and then he's bankrupt. And basically, we're just painting the pictures. The more money you make is not the goal. The goal is to be smarter with the money that you are making. And if we're able to do that, then we'll succeed. So that's all I got, man. I appreciate you being on here, Dakota. Or excuse me, I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, this is, you know, I'm sure this won't be our last discussion for sure.
0: So yes, thank you for joining me, Joshua. <clears throat> this is the Your Money Our podcast. Hope to see you all next time. Thanks,
1: Joshua. Peace out.